0: Hey everybody, I'm Marianne Katsidis, and this is the Heart-Led Changemaker Podcast. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone where it felt so juicy and inspired that it left you feeling energized and ready to take on the world? There have been countless times I wished I could have recorded conversations like that because it felt criminal that no one else got to hear or experience that feeling. Those conversations ignite something inside of you because you visualize a new way to connect with others and sometimes even a new world. This show will provide you with ways to stay focused on the future, some food for thought, new ideas and concepts, a way to create abundance ethically, a showcase of those already doing the work and succeeding, and a sense of connection. Being a change maker can be very lonely, so this will serve as a community for heart-led warriors. Sit back and let this high-vibe, heartfelt conversation light you up. So, when you look at themes that you're noticing in in the corporates and with teams and and with individuals in those environments, what are you noticing?
1: There's a big shift that's you know, since I've been doing this work in the corporate environment, when I first were, was proposing in a development work, I literally got laughed at, you know. Yeah. It was just like, you're ridiculous. Who are you? And, you know, I got labelled the woo-woo. Yeah. Um, and so, but these days, you know, words like resilience and um self-care and well-being are all being banded around that's the norm now that's the narrative and so for me it's very exciting I feel i um, very excited about the shift that is already happening yes I would say then being in the corporate world it's it's tough because the shift hasn't happened enough where companies are understanding and organizations are understanding that it needs to run much deeper. You know, the work needs to go much deeper. Like I said, we need to have these psychological spaces. Not that we're doing therapy at work. You know, that's not the right place. Yes. But recognizing that um, there needs to be more support because what I am seeing is, but the burnout rate is just rocketing. I just read a report yesterday. I think it was a DDI report um, that burnout rates have, have shot up even more since COVID. And yeah. We're over 50% now. So over 50% of people are reporting burnout. That is a shocking statistic. It's a very scary statistic. And it's not going to get better until things change within organizations in the business world. And for me, I think that all organizations have a responsibility to advocate change, to facilitate and create workplaces that are assisting people, um, having conversations about burnout, not making people um, wrong or labelling them as weak or not able to do their job, but actually acknowledging that it's a real problem and figuring
0: out ways to deal with it. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at, there's there's major shortages with staff across Australia and, and the globe, really, but in Australia, the, the corporates that I talk to, the people that I talk to, my clients can't physically get bums on seats. They, they, they don't have any resources. So then to put that uh, pressure on your staff and and not be willing to change and do the work as a leader of those organisations to hold that space for the people in there so you don't lose them even more, they're, they're, they're at risk of of losing those businesses in its entirety because eventually it feels to me the visual that I get is it's like a pressure cooker. Something is going to give. Those mm. people are either going to just want to opt out and and not work at all, which means that then that business cannot run, and because they can't refill already now, let alone mm. post that. So something is something has to change, and the fact that you're you know, you're leading and you're trying to explain and show and demonstrate how this, how, you know, facilitating this change and this transformation is going to help them, um, that's a that's a gift. Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: and it- and it's, it's not, I know it's not just me, you're doing it and there are many people who've done that inner work, the inner development, who are going back into corporate and actually assisting people in corporate, assisting the business world. There are many entrepreneurs Awakened entrepreneurs that are running their businesses in a very different way. Yeah. Um, so there is an awareness there, but yes, um, this the the scene I get is you know last one out turn the light off because uh, <laughs> businesses are really struggling to get great staff, and the problem is the staff that are remaining, they're getting more work added on to their pile awesome. without extra income. Yep no extra salary just extra extra work um and that's just adding to the pressure there will be a tipping point there will be a breaking point um and unfortunately if you look back in history it's usually it takes an absolute crisis for things to change in a way that is needed so i know that there's a change started but i do feel like there there is a breaking point that there is about to be reached very soon where organisations are going to have no option but to look at alternatives. I mean, that was it for me. You know, I burnt out and then I started looking for alternative therapies. And so it doesn't matter how we get there, we'll get there. I do trust that. But why can't we have these conversations and just make it an easier
0: ride? Yeah, of course. But what's interesting, it's kind of, it's so strange because when you're talking to individuals I, I don't know if you have this experience as well. When I talk to individuals, they they find respite in the conversations that we have. And I I am just me. I don't I don't put a mask on. Sometimes you know I'll I'll push it a little bit more. I, you know I don't say my guides told me. I'll just say I had a vision. You know I don't I don't use that language because they're not ready for that. And I I can respect and understand that. But I find that they they thrive in those conversations but then when they go out to manage their teams they won't use that same they won't it's it's not it's like um they're not you know forwarding it on that knowledge and that that approach and so the more we can get on board to operate it's a new leadership operating system you know that's that's the the wording that i keep getting but that that is what is going to be the game changer and and they're not really going to have much choice i can't see how they can continue on like this but my i actively think about what you know what what it's going to take you know and there is got there definitely is going to be a tipping point and i i hope so sooner rather than later because p- people need some respite their souls are tired so tired and it's tiring yeah. even, is it tiring even interacting with those people because they're tired <laughs>
1: Yes. And I would say you don't know what you don't know. And so, you know, we, it's important for us to understand that just by hearing someone and having relief doesn't mean that we're able as leaders to then become conscious overnight and implement that operating strategy. So Mm -hmm. a whole, a big part of my work is training leaders in that consciousness to be conscious leaders and what does that mean and training them in the inner development work themselves because yeah. once they do it for themselves then they will naturally give it back so it's a good point you make i do think that it it's very important to have this training for leaders which is why i'm so focused on bringing this for leaders yeah politicians especially women in politics you know yeah to help them have some strong foundations to stay resilient, to stay strong, but to also open their hearts and be compassionate um, to those around them, so that they they can also be the change makers. Because it is change that those leaders that are going to bring about the change. And you know, His Holiness the Dalai Lama did say, "It's Western woman that will save the world." His words, not mine. Yeah, and I truly believe that.
0: Yeah, and, and look, I, I think those those people they have to fundamentally shift, and it, it, and of course it is going to take time. But that's that they're the people that are in the position of power to create that change. We can't just, even though we'd like to, remove people from those roles. We'd like to just yank them out of that space and put some new people in. It's not going to work like that. That I don't ever see that happening. I think that that's delusional and unrealistic because we're humans, and there is a way of uh, being and operating and participating. We can't just start a clean slate, but we can make these adjustments, which is why um, this podcast has even started because I want to talk about Change now I don't want to wait for some rainy day that you know the switch goes off and then we're in a brand new world and everyone's singing kumbaya and you know (laughs) everything's amazing you know and we're all at the same level like eventually I don't think in my lifetime but eventually we'll end up like that but for right now today in this in this meat suit that we're in you know we have to think about what can we do now? How can we make that change now? Because that is what is um our soul is calling for that action.
1: Yeah, it was part of our responsibility, you know, if we've received teaching, training, awakening from any teacher, any master, any great mentor, then it's our responsibility then to turn around and give that back and pay it back. And so that's what you and I are doing. And Like I said, there are many people doing that now in the corporate world. I'm meeting more and more women, mentors, coaches, speakers who are going into the corporate world and doing that work and bringing their light into those very dark places. And so it is a responsibility for us to do it. And it's a responsibility, I believe, for us to advocate for change. So not sit back, not judge or fight, but stand for what we know will be a big help to leaders, to people in governments, to organisations, not-for-profits, charities. You know, it's systemic. Yes. And so it's about having these honest, open conversations so that we normalise what's going on here and Absolutely. that will then help more people kind of understand what's going on and take some leadership from that.
0: Absolutely. That, that is such a beautiful way to think about things and approach things if you are working in that, you know, with corporates in that world. If you're a person still working in the corporate because that's what you feel called to, it's a, it's a really great way of, of thinking about things uh, and I, I love that. So, what have you enjoyed about being a change maker? Because obviously, there's plenty of challenges, and we've covered some of those things. And I'm sure the, there's many more on that list. But what do you particularly enjoy about leading the way and leading this change?
1: You know, what really lights me up is seeing the transformation in people in the work that I do. Yeah. Um, I get off on it. I really do. Yeah. Because I just think. Wow, I, I honestly feel blessed to do that work. I feel honored to do that work, to pay it forward, so to speak, to literally see the change. I mean, if I work in an organization, I've done like a four-week program or a six-week program in an organization, and to see the change in the entire group and having people go from quite defensive, shut down, exhausted, you know, feeling hopeless and helpless To feeling inspired and motivated and getting their health back and knowing, yeah, I've got these tools now. And I'm already, you know, they'll come up to me and say, I've stopped the coffee, and you know, I'm drinking the celery juice. And oh my God, I've got so much more energy, and I feel like I can, I can make a difference now. They feel empowered because they've learned about self-empowerment. Then I know I've done a great job. I know. Tick the box. I've done what I'm meant to do here. I'm on purpose. Yes. And got clarity about my purpose. And has it been easy? No. It's been the hardest thing ever to go into the corporate world and and share what I've learned, share the profundity of some of the things that I've experienced being in India and working with masters and you know living saints and feeling the profound love that they have and experiencing it myself. And just being able to share that and just it can be as simple as, you know, just letting someone know it's all right, it's it's okay, you're doing your best and having compassion for them, maybe putting an arm around them and just letting them know it's okay and showing them compassion and love. Yes. It's a rare thing, you know. It, we might think, oh, we're loving beings, but it's a rare thing to show someone unconditional love, you know, whatever you've done, whatever you've said, yeah. I still appreciate you. I still honor you. I know you're doing your best. You see the the walls just crumble and people just open up. Yes. And, you know, it makes me. I'm I'm an empath, so I'll usually have a cry with them because <laughs> um, I can feel like I've reached the human, yeah. I've reached the heart, I've yes, reached the human, through yeah. those walls, and you know, it just it lights me up
0: and you know one of the one of uh the beautiful leaders and change makers that we love and admire esther hicks you know the work that she does that that is an example of what you were just talking about because those people have questions about what's going to happen to their life where's their partner where's you know where's the finances where's the job that they're asking for and she there's no judgment, you know, when she when she's channeling Abraham, she's there's no judgment about those questions. She will they will make fun of the person in a in a in a to soften them into the amusing, the, the amusing nature of those questions. And then she just lets them be. And you can see they almost melt. All of those barriers, all of those fears start to melt, and she brings them to a place and it and takes them within. And that's a be- that's such a beautiful activation, but that that is very similar. It is basically the same thing as what you were doing when you are talking to people and you're feeling their soul, you you releasing in that way. That that is the same thing. She's doing it in a in a funnier way, um, which is probably a bit gentler for her. But nevertheless, it's the same experience, isn't it?
1: Yes, it absolutely is. And um, for anyone who hasn't heard of Esther Hicks, she she's an American woman. She channels a group of souls called Abraham. And I got onto Esther Hicks years ago, like very early on in my own awakening. Yes. And I remember in the beginning, it was, it was um, CDs, you know, and cassettes <laughs> like right in the beginning. And I would get the CD and listen to it over and over and just think, what is she on about? I love it, but I don't really get it. It took me years to kind of understand because...
0: Yeah,
1: Right, at such a high level of consciousness. But the great thing about any light worker or anyone who's awake or has done some inner development and had some energy um, upgrade or energy cleansing, shall we say, yes. worked on their energy field, worked on their chakras, more is caught than taught. So I find that in my experience, I do find it with Esther um, I feel like I've had an energy lobotomy after I've been to see her because <laughs> all of that high vibrational energy just gets yeah. transferred. Yes, and, and they she will say it's more of an energy transference. And we talk words just to keep your mind entertained. And yes. I know that that's what I do when I work with people if I'm speaking or
0: Absolutely. working.
1: The words are really a distraction for what's going on energetically, which is a transference of light. Yes, and of course. that's what makes the transformation. That's what people feel and experience. They don't really yeah. understand sometimes. A lot of the time, what's going on, but they just know.
0: Oh, I kind of really connect with you. Let me know more. Yes, absolutely. And and that it, it's it's. I feel like it's a gift that we can we can be like that. We understand what that means and the and that feeling. I, I feel gratitude all the time that I. I found that, and I'm sure you feel like that too. But it's it, it, And it, it's a gift to help people come to that realisation and, and give them permission. For the most part, we're giving people permission to be like that.
1: Yes, absolutely. I do feel very blessed. I know in the beginning of my journey, I, it was hard for me to accept all of the amazing things that started happening in my life, you know, the support and the help, the understanding, the realisations I was having, the energy initiations, all the blessings I was getting, I felt like, wow, I don't feel worthy to receive all of this. It took me a long time to get through that. And so now, like you say, I do feel blessed. It's a blessed life. It's not an easy life. Um, You know, stuff still happens, you know, it still hits the fan often. But I've got the tools now, I've got the awareness now. And so I can deal with it. And to be able to empower others in that way is such a wonderful gift and an absolute privilege,
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you so much for joining me t- today. I have absolutely love speaking with you. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. Um, I love the work that you're doing. I think you're incredible, and uh, I look forward to seeing more of your success and more of your influence and more of your teaching and and healing in this uh, in this world that we live in. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.